Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Welcome to the trap, welcome, welcome to the trap. Let's go. Zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap, zen, trap. Protect your peace, protect your energy. Welcome back to the Zen Trap. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. And the Zen Trap, our mission is to inspire and empower listeners to continuously seek internal peace to maximize their personal potential. Um, P, we got a ZTP on a video today. Tell them what what we got, man. So the video we watched today was, again, the topic of the month is anxiety. And we watched 10 quick anxiety relief techniques with Dr. Ali Matu. I hope I didn't butcher his name. Uh, Random video we found on YouTube looking up anxiety techniques. Um, Great video. Why don't you start us off with a general explanation of how the video was? Um, So the video gives you like 10 techniques, as it says in the title. Um, He basically runs through, like he says, like, I have anxiety. Um, If you're really wanting to get into like how to relieve your anxiety or cope with it, here are 10 tips, like get rid of your distractions, clear clear your space, and let's dive into it. He just runs down like basically these overall topics and then like examples of how to do each. Like these are options because, you know, everybody's anxiety is different. So he tries to like appeal to, to multiple crowds. You say that's yeah. pretty much how how it goes. Yep. Uh, 22 minute video. That's what he did in those 22 minutes. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, he does like mention like this is a. A temporary fix like this is something to like get you through these moments if you have something that is um long term or you're constantly anxious i'll get to how you need to address that long term at the end which is basically like you know seek help but if you need further help uh but he does like tell you quick little stuff so uh tell me like what was unique about this did you did you learn something new in the video yeah i think i learned something new for sure the thing i learned new was I think a lot of the techniques involved, which everything involves your senses, but I think he talked about involving your senses. So majority of the techniques that involve senses were somewhat new to me. And what I really liked and thought was unique is how not only did he explain the technique, but he gave a little bit of when you should use the technique. Mm. I really like practicality. Uh, What about you? Uh, Yeah, I definitely learned something unique in the video. I would say... The first thing that I thought was unique was like giving yourself intense sensation. Like you can use that as a way to kind of get you out of a rut. So like cooling your body down or uh, smelling something super strong, lighting a candle, incense, something like that. That intense sensation kind of brings you back to your present space, um, making you aware that, you know, hey, you got smell, taste, your senses, things like that. Um, and the other thing was he was talking about like when people do the cold shot, I thought it was just like you're putting your body in cold water, but he talks about putting like your nose and eye area, this area, your face, submerging that in water, holding your breath and doing it for like 15, 30 seconds, something like that. And I thought that was, I didn't know that. So, um, yeah, I talk about doing like, therapy. yeah, I was talking about doing like cold shocks and stuff, I think before, and I've never really like submerged my face. So. Maybe something I would start doing that for sure. Yeah, I've tried it before. Put your face in some ice cube water. Oh, cool. Relax yourself, calm down. Cool, cool, cool. That's what's up. All right, what's your favorite section of the video? Or bar that you heard or favorite part in general? 
Yeah. Um, the favorite part, one of the tips was like talking about honoring your thoughts. Um, for me, that's just a real thing for me. Uh, just because like a lot of times people are trying to get you to continuously get rid of your thoughts. Like don't think negatively, but it's okay to honor those. Um, I even struggle with that. I tell people, Hey, don't put that negative energy in the air. Yeah, I get it. Like sometimes things are negative and you don't want to, you know, just speak negatively all the time, but it is a point where you can honor like, Hey, I'm having these thoughts. This is a real feeling. This is a real moment. Um, and he talks about kind of things you can say to to kind of affirm yourself like, hey, I, I know this too shall pass. These thoughts are just thoughts. Thoughts are like clouds um, passing over a mountain and a mountain is strong enough to handle all the storms that come against it. So know that you can get through this moment. So I thought that section was just so good and phenomenal for me, for sure. What about you? I like the beginning where he gave the disclaimer, pretty much saying, I'm going to give you techniques. I want you to set the stage. He set the stage in the beginning. So the first five minutes was really good to me where he's setting your expectation for what I'm about to tell you. One, you need to be open to these techniques, open to doing something you may haven't done before or have done before. So get comfortable with being uncomfortable and recognize that a technique that you choose may not work. And even if it does work, it may work temporarily. You may need to keep uh, trying a different technique in the future. So I really like the expectation that it's not a one size fix all. For what sure. works for you may for not sure. work for somebody else. And for what sure. even works for you may not work for you later. So it's just a continuous journey of working with your anxiety. I really thought that was. And honestly, that was something I, I thought about sharing with like my loved ones, like somebody that I really care about. Um, that would be something that I would take from this video and share with them. Like, hey, if you use this video to try to find some anxiety techniques and this doesn't work for you for some temporary, like, or nothing, let's say eight of these things don't work, but you find one that works, and then all of a sudden sometime in your life it doesn't work anymore, that's okay. Like, you can use different things. You can find different techniques. Every Some stuff is going to work for you that's not even in this video. He give you, he probably lists a hundred different things, but ultimately it may not work for you. Yours may be outside of that scope. And to me, that's okay. And that, that is, that gives me assurance. And I hope that it gives somebody that I love assurance too. That like, just because yours is not a cookie cutter type doesn't mean you can't find coping mechanisms. Uh, but what is something that you would share with like a loved one or somebody you care about from this? I would share either bringing your senses into it to help you get grounded or the making friends with your anxiety is a big one. I think I would share with loved ones. Yeah, so that was a good one. Make friends with it. You can give your anxiety a name. I know it may feel crazy to do that, but I think that shift in your mindset helps you to not associate with that part of, of your yourself, knowing that these thoughts are not truly me. It's okay to have these thoughts. I think it brings all those different topics together. So you could even name that part and put a name to it and call it out. Like, oh my God, Sheila acting crazy again. Like, you could do those Sheila? things, whatever. Make, yeah, I just made something up. I don't know. That's, hey, that sounds like a good anxiety name, Sheila. But I think when you give it a name, even if you gave, if you give it a ridiculous name, something that you think is funny or something that br brings that again that five, four, three, two, one, something that can stop yourself to bring attention to it, like, oh no, Sheila, whatever the name is, you ain't gonna get me this time or whatever. Something that can make you stop and think, and even it can make you laugh. It can make you just give you that pause, that separation between you and your thoughts. So now you can have the choice to either, again, choose one of those coping techniques. That gives you 
kind of like a first bridge of, again, creating that separation so that you can use another technique. So you can use multiple, one, whatever works for you. Yeah, he talked about getting like over a hump. Like some of these are just to get over the hump. There's like, an, to me, I, at least I experienced like an initial hump. I think the one where he called out like five, four, three, two, one, he did it with his fingers, but it's look at five things, touch four things. Was it smell? Listen to three. Listen to three, smell two, and taste one. Um, so it was just talking about like go through your senses, do that real quick, uh, real easy to do. Even if you you don't have anything to put in your mouth, you can still taste whatever's. If it's, yo. <laughs> you can still taste whatever's in your mouth. Presently, dry mouth, whatever. Um, post. Uh, so yeah, that, I thought that was really good too, for sure. Um, I guess do you do you feel like you can use something from this book? Would it would it change you? Um, did it address something that you feel like you struggle with, or did you find a technique that you feel like oh yeah that one's gonna probably work for me? Yeah, something in the video, again, I think is the bringing the senses into it really helps. So using all of your senses to bring yourself back to the moment, that really could help with me. Or um, let me see. Again, putting a name to it, but. That one was a bar for sure. I also like the opposite action. So oh, that was mine. That's good. Oh, go ahead. You talk about nah, it. No, go ahead. You got it. Okay, so I, I interpreted it as that would help with my procrastination analysis of, okay, this is something I don't really want to do. Why don't you want to do it? And then actually just doing it. I really like the idea of, and I think this could help a lot of people with that uh, paralysis anxiety. Write down what you expect to happen. Put it in your pocket. Save it in your phone for later. Do the activity. Do it uncomfortable. Find a way to get through it. And then compare that with what you wrote in your pocket. The only dangerous part is I think a lot of people are so crazy that they write down such specific things that you can kind of trick yourself into thinking that that's really what happened. Like you can whatever you wrote on that paper, you can. So what I'm trying to say is you you aren't writing actual things on the paper. You're writing super broad things that could just make uh, be your like, yeah, expectation reality. Okay, so I'm writing down that oh, I'm going to be real scared when I do this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that that's probably yes, going to happen. Probable. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. What else is making you I think you got to keep trying to go down those layers of what is really making you anxious, nervous, excited, putting words to it about this activity so that you really have something to compare to the reality. Were you scared? Yes. But now you need to counteract it with did you still get through it? Yes. I I I think it's it's tough if you're not good at writing and kind of coming up with those questions. So you might need to even poll a friend to help you write down that feeling before. Cause I think after it's easy to write down what happened after, but I just worry even about that one with people on writing something like, Oh man, I'm going to get up there and make a fool of myself. What does make a fool of yourself mean? Yeah. Being more specific. You, yeah. yeah. You need to be real specific because you could get up there, have killed it. People are trying to tell you that you killed it and you still saying, I made, I made a, a fool, fool of myself. myself. Yeah, for sure. So sure. that's one that I would give to people. But I think, again, you, you kind of have to get a little bit more detailed and, and practice on that. What about yeah, you? Absolutely. Um, I thought ultimately, like, all of these were really good as far as, like, some of the things I already do, which gave me affirmation that I'm kind of on the right track. Um, and then there was some new things. Like, for example, um, actually, like, 
going in and studying your environment before you go into it. Like taking in information, I know like, hey, I'm about to be in this environment. Let me make sure I'm fully prepared before I go into this. If I know I'm about to be around a person that gives me anxiety, let's say you're about to be around an ex or somebody like, all right, I got to be in this situation. I know this type of thing triggers me. This type of thing uh, puts me in this space. I can mentally get prepared for that. Um, Whatever you need to do uh, to gather information to prepare yourself, I thought that was a really good good one that I feel like that's something I'll take with me is like, all right, Lindsay, you know, typically when you get ready to go to the airport, that's my one that I can count on. You you start experiencing this type of anxiety, like go in and prepare yourself for that type of situation for sure. That was a good one for me. Yeah. All um, right, well, what would you recommend for me if – out of these techniques, if you feel like it was one that you... So, you, you kind of said it as your last one is the opposite action. I feel like that's something really good for you is just like, all right, I want to look up... You say out of time you want to look up random facts. Like, do something opposite of that. Put your phone down, right? And then see, like, where your mind takes you. Uh, or, I want to go to sleep. Okay, cool. Let me go do something super active that's, like, the total opposite of sleep. Because uh, he talked about even like changing your body chemistry, whether that's being exercising. Uh, he even talked about going to sleep. Like sometimes you need to recharge. So there are different things. Like there's positives in both of those things. It's just finding which one works for you. So I feel like the opposite action was probably uh, one that I would feel like would definitely work for you for sure. Yeah, I definitely will take that away. <laughs> yeah. Try my best to use it. What about me? Like, do you feel like I. I, I think you did the same thing that I would say. I, I would have said the one you thought was really beneficial to you, which is honoring your thoughts. Mm, yeah. Show yourself permission to have those thoughts. Show yourself grace. I think, again, if I have to talk about what I would worry about in that one, just like I talked about with uh, doing the opposite of right now in your yeah. reality, sometimes when you show yourself grace for those thoughts, you can still slip into that loop of bad thoughts. You can almost like just stay in you still kind of staying in your head so you can get mm. stuck staying okay. in your head just now you're just in your head having a conversation with yourself like this is okay this is fine <laughs> and it's nothing wrong with that but i just think again from a time standpoint you can get stuck in paralysis of yeah. now you're just sitting there and your your reaction between grace and your reaction between the anxiety is not looking any different so it's not it may not serve you, but again, that's just a possibility. Not saying right. it wouldn't work. It will happen. All right. It, it, it's possible that you're still just in your head having a conversation with yourself about having grace and stuff. And, it's, and again, it's not wrong with that. It's just it's something to be aware of. But I think that would be beneficial to you to, to try and like quickly be like, "This is fine. These are thoughts. I'm I'm fine for having these thoughts. Yeah. Affirm the feeling. Absolutely. Keep it, keep it pushing. Yeah. Another uh, one I wanted to bring up when he talked about like reducing the danger. Um, so whatever you have anxiety about, in your mind, your brain is trying to protect you in some type of way. So doing something to reduce that danger uh, is probably one that I would really like resonated with as well. Uh, just and it kind of goes into preparation, right? Like yep. if you if you're nervous about a certain situation, prepare a little bit better by reducing some of that danger prior to. So yeah, and. Off the visual, visualiz, ooh, we visualization, visualization you that you were talking about. Um, some athletes, specifically, I've seen a video of Drew Brees where he practiced that getting into the environment during his warm up routine. Mm, yeah. He practiced 
throws that he's going to make in the game and seeing them early, like literally going on the field, whether he has the ball or not, looking at that area, visualizing himself, making that pass. So when it comes up to it, he's not that anxious about it. I've already practiced this. I, I have a, yeah, a visual. I know what it's going to look like. Yeah, I felt yeah. those feelings of throwing it. The crowd's going crazy. It's almost like being in your backyard doing the five, four, three, two, one countdown, trying to shoot game winners and stuff. Yeah. Just putting yourself oh, in those yeah. moments. We did that all the time. Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? Like, why do you think we resonate with that? Is it visualization? Like, is it just preparing you for that moment? Uh, I mean, I think, y- yes, it is that. Or I think, is it more like gratification? You want to be a person that... I think it's all it? of that. I think mm. you learn it from culture, too. Why do all black folks do a lot of the same stuff? We <laughs> learn it from each other. Okay. Uh, why we all shooting paper balls saying Kobe? Kobe! Uh, why we always walking past doorways and tapping them and dunking them? Yeah. <laughs> Crossing somebody dribbling, else, yeah, yeah, crossing, <laughs> dribbling somebody in the grocery store. Like, uh, uh, got him. Yeah, that's true. I think it's just cultural. Okay, because why everybody want to be athletes? Money. No, it is money, but it's also I think cultural. What we see. Okay, touche. Rapper, athlete, for sure, for sure. All right, uh, any last words on this one? Like, not. Not really. I guess if I had to say last words, it would be again what my favorite section was. Don't look at your anxiety as something that you are truly going to just eliminate and deal with. And that could make you more anxious or that can make you accepting of it. This is something you are going to have for the rest of your life. Now, you can change the intensity of it. You can change the different aspects of it. But this is going to be a continuous journey. And I think, again, shifting that mindset and that perspective on Okay, my anxiety and my thoughts are not something that I'm going to get rid of. The sooner I can come to acceptance with that, the better I can start to learn to cope with and deal with them. So, again, reframing your mindset to be like, anxiety is coming with me. Is it going to be my friend or my enemy? Is it going to be my aid or my foe? Whatever. Whatever metaphors help you out. Thinking about it like that and trying different things to work with it. What about you? Uh, Absolutely. I think that was probably going to be one of my my closing remarks about making friends with your anxiety and not fighting it, recognizing that it engages your fight or flight. Like it is your body trying to protect itself in some way, whether you created these things in your mind that aren't really real or whether they are real. Like it is a part of that. And it is a part of who you like. Everybody has it. I don't think there's one person who has zero anxiety. It's just not realistic. And so once you kind of get that in your mind and realize like, Everybody just copes with it differently. And I just got to find the best way to cope with my anxiety. I think once you realize that, like, everything's a whole lot smoother. It makes you feel uh, like you're back part of society. And we all want to feel included in some way. Uh, That's human nature. And so just recognizing that you're going to have anxiety. You're going to find a way to cope with it. That's going to make you, I think that'll make you feel better off the rip. So uh, these have been some good techniques for me. Um, I think P feels the same way. For I sure. hope they the good techniques for you. Please watch the video. It's 22 minutes, short, sweet. He puts words up there. You can visualize it. You can see it. You can hear it. You can write it down, take notes, um, do whatever you need to do. But ultimately, managing your anxiety will help you in the long run. You don't want to pass it down to your children, or you don't want to create anxiety in them for no reason. So find ways to cope with it. Help teach your kids, teach your people around you how to cope with their uh, anxiety, I think it's beneficial for everybody. For sure. For sure. Everybody got a Sheila. Everybody got a Sheila. For sure. <laughs>
All right, uh, this has been another ZTP, uh, Zen Trap Perspective. I'm one of your two hosts, Yogi LG. Zen P. Can't do nothing else. Protect your peace. And protect your energy. It's, it's the Zen Trap. We out. We out. Welcome to the trap. Welcome, welcome to the trap.